I'm Matthew. I work in TV development, and until now, I have never watched Survivor. And I'm David, and I've been covering Survivor since season one of the U.S. version over 23 years ago. And if you want to hear more about my history, you can go listen to the beginning of our episode one and two podcast. Usually this podcast is dedicated to the traitors, but David and I have joined forces to take a detour and cover the new season of Survivor UK. Each week, we're going to give you a new twist on covering Survivor by not just recapping the two episodes, but looking at both of them from our two very different points of view. So whether you're new to Survivor, like me, or a veteran of watching many seasons, we'll have you covered. Yes, and it's funny because I think we're starting to see more of a difference in the players as well. Uh, it's starting to come out here a little bit. I was I was talking to someone. I was doing my Survivor US podcast and yeah. mentioned this podcast. And I said, yeah, it's interesting because it's very old school. You know, you're seeing these you know, the men must get together with the men and be manly men type of attitudes. And and I, I, I said, you know, it it makes sense. You know, all the survivor versions go through this in some way or another because the you know, it's new to them. And my host, who was a U.S. survivor player, said, do, do they know that there's, you know, versions you can watch online for like the last 20 years? And I said, well, no, actually, some of them don't know, uh, you know, some of them. One who was who was voted out, you know, said in her interviews that, nah, I'd never heard a survivor till then. And it, it makes sense. It's a cultural phenomenon here in the U.S. But if it never hasn't aired in two decades in the U.K., you know, why would they necessarily be searching for it? Yeah. Yeah. The vast majority of viewers here are really not. We, we know what survivor is. Mm -hmm. We're, most viewers just are not familiar with how the show works and what the format is. Um, at the same time, I do. Th I, I, it's funny you, you said what you just said, because I and these two episodes, episodes five and six, these were the episodes where I got the clearest impression that at least some of the players know a lot more than I do as a viewer. Yeah. So we'll, we'll maybe come across that there, there were there were definitely moments where I thought, I don't know what they're talking about. Uh, and it raised questions for me. And I think you will have the answers to these questions. All right. So we'll, we'll get there. I hope so. I hope so. And that's what I mean when I say I'm, we're starting to separate, you know, see some separation between some of the people who really know how to play the game and those who don't. Now, I will say, even though, you know, some of these players may not have known what Survivor was, if you get onto a show, it is your responsibility, in my opinion, to do some research on the show. Don't just go in there with assumptions. And yeah. I say that for whatever show it is. I mean, we saw that in Traders Australia season two. Clearly, some of those people have never <laughs> seen a single episode of the Traders. And then you have comparatively Traders Canada, which, of course, we're covering, you know, here on on this podcast now. Uh, I mean, on the Tradar. Uh you know, a lot of those people did tons of research before going out there and it shows. So, yeah, yeah if if you're you know called for a competitive reality TV show, whether you applied, whether you were recruited, whatever, do your research because there's big money involved. 
Yes, I actually think some of the Australia Season 2 Traitors contestants have never watched any TV. (laughs) Uh, But you can listen to our episodes on that some other time. Yes. (laughs) All right. Well, we start here with Episode 5. And at the end of Episode 4 last week, we saw Leilani get voted off of Calatan and into Lenena. But Lenena don't know that yet. So we begin this episode with her making her way there in the dark of night. Of course, they're all asleep in their shelter, so she has to wake them up to ask for a spot in bed and says she'll tell them all more in the morning. And I, I thought it was funny because they were all just like, uh, yeah, sure. OK, slide on in. We'll <laughs> we'll hear more later. Yeah, I, I know it's very obvious now, but just seeing them all lined up mm-hmm. in this shelter, <laughs> literally sleeping like shoulder to shoulder was still weird for me. I was like, oh, they really do just sleep. And these little these shelters they've made on the beach, like I I know I've seen them building them, but to actually right. see them all um cuddled up together is like quite arresting. Yeah, and it's interesting because in U.S. Survivor they can't do that anymore because of some problems with certain people who may have been kicked off the show for inappropriately touching oh other contestants. Um. They now have rules that you can't cuddle up and spoon and do Jeez, all those okay. things, you know. And so, yeah, the, the, the I think they get more blankets and more clothes so they don't have okay. to do as much body heat. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's a different situation now just because of, you know, one one bad apple yeah, as it often yeah. happens. Yeah. So. uh Morning comes and we're told it's day 12, which is weird because at the end of episode four, it was day day 10. (laughs) So either they slept for a whole 24 hours (laughs) or there's a missing day. And we don't know why there's a missing day. Um, It's never eagle eyed of you. It's it's never addressed. And yeah, I mean, I wasn't the only one to notice it. You know, I I know several other people noticed it on Twitter, too. But I was like, hmm, that doesn't sound right. And I went back and checked my notes. I'm like, that's because it's not right. Okay. Hmm, Um, Strange. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to be a show and you're going to make a big deal and flash the day across the screen, try to keep them straight, you know, like do something. I, I, I don't know. So I I don't know that we'll ever. I mean, maybe at some point we'll find out, you know, maybe at the exit interviews, you know, some people will (laughs) will say something. But till then, we're just left with a mystery. Um, Maybe it's the they're on the lost island and just time has no meaning here. (laughs) Yes. Uh, So instead of that explanation, we get Leilani's explanation. Uh, You know, she said people welcomed her and she immediately gets on well with the women and Ren and Chris. And then we meet one of those women, Ashley. She's a brand manager for a gaming company. Okay. Uh, Leilani tells us she can't be honest about what happened to tribal council, and she needs them to feel like she's disgruntled so they trust her. So I have two issues here. I don't know if you have any questions before I give my issues, because sometimes we overlap in uh, things here. Uh, I kind of do have a question about Ashley. Uh... Oh, Ashley. Okay. Is that who you were talking about? I was going to talk about, I was talking about Leilani's um, 
explanation. Well, but if you have a the, question the, about Ashley first. It's about Ashley and Leilani. <laughs> um, because Ashley says that she's she's worried that Leilani is still Calaton. And my question was simply, who cares? I, like, does it really matter? Because I, because I now know eventually they're all going to merge. Mm-hmm. I just wonder how how important is tribe loyalty and stuff like Leilani is now on your team. Who cares what team she? Can, I, I just maybe I'm being really naive, but I just sort of thought, why are you really worried about this? I mean, for a couple reasons. One, I mean, I don't, I don't think it would happen. Because it would be really stupid for Leilani to do this. But like if she wanted to throw the challenge so that Calaton wins, but then she'd probably be voted out. So that would be stupid. The other thing is, if she is only like making fake alliances on her new tribe and then as people come to rely on her, she jumps back to the other tribe and votes them out. Okay, that's the bigger concern. Now, my two issues are, you know, she said she wants people to feel like she's disgruntled. First question, why aren't you disgruntled? <laughs> they voted you out. <laughs> if you had not, if if the, if the twist had not come in, you'd be out of the game. They were voting you out either way. Why would you not be disgruntled? So that's question number one. Question number two, why do you have to lie? You were voted out. Just say you were voted out and you're disgruntled. You don't need to come up with a dumb story. This I I actually did have a question about this, but I it, my, it didn't occur to me till later. So what does she I couldn't really follow. What does she tell them is the reason she's there? Yeah, it, they don't do a good job of showing it because she she tells some story about calling out Shy's behavior and I guess she's saying that's why she was voted out. I it, okay. it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And as we'll later find out, it doesn't matter anyway. But yeah, I, I mean, I guess that's what her what, what she's saying. It's OK. Yeah. Uh, Lee. Doesn't really seem to care about this. He's like, I'm not here for gossip. I'm here for myself and my team, which shows that Lee has no understanding that information is power, because if she were telling the truth, You would want to know that so you understand the tribe dynamics on the other side for when you do eventually merge. Yeah, and possibly that, I don't know, but that may happen to this tribe if they end up losing the challenge. Maybe they'll end up in the same scenario, so you probably want to know how that worked. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, Pegleg tells us Chris was immediately very friendly with Leilani and thinks he's trying to form an alliance with her, which... I mean, that's a big jump. I mean, you know, you know, 30 minutes after meeting them, it's like, oh, he's trying to form an alliance. Now, on the other hand, Chris may be trying to form an alliance with everyone. So um, <laughs> he he, he uh, then Pegla uh, then tells uh, us and Lee and the other guys that she's just more fodder, which is what I figured Lee would immediately think anyway, because manly men. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, he keeps talking about uh, Leilani as a buffer. Yes, and then Shy Shy uses that term as well. He says he Shy is worried that he's the buffer, um, and I thought, or, or that he might become the buffer. Mm-hmm. And I thought, is is this like a common survivor term, being a buffer? No, at least not in the U.S. I mean, I think the buffer is between like 
I, I mean, it's like between having to turn on your own and an easy person. So I think it's just a a different term for an easy person to vote yeah, on. Yeah, an easy target. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, back at Calaton, things are quieter without Leilani. And uh, as you said, Shy realizes he may be the buffer. Uh, so he's looking for an idol. Uh, so is Jess, who thinks she's probably at the bottom if people are voting on pure strength. But she has relationships with Matthew, Rachel, Tanuke and Nathan. Uh, so if that's true, she should be golden. But it's a big if. Uh, reward challenge time. So this is called Sumo at Sea. And it's a classic survivor challenge and yet another one on one battle. Uh, the reward will be pillows, chairs, mattresses, marshmallows and chocolate milk. Which immediately brings up a question to me. <laughs> Do you typically have marshmallows with chocolate milk or is it more like the U.S. where you have them with hot chocolate? It's, you're right to question this. Okay. Uh, it is very straight. Are they maybe they're going to like heat up the chocolate milk and pretend it's hot chocolate? I thought I, that, I, but they didn't. You know, uh, spoiler yeah. alert, they didn't. Yeah. You know? <laughs> And they don't have fridges, as far as I can right. tell. So they're going to have to just drink that milk and yeah. go. Yeah, and, yeah, and they did. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, so. chocolate milk and marshmallows, not a British thing. Okay. Just, it's just made up. <laughs> okay. They just wanted to give them a way to give them sugar. You know, something exactly. tasty and sweet. <laughs> All right, so let's run through what happens here. So you have Doug versus Nathan the Muscle Man, and Nathan loses to the guy who uses his brains. Could this be a harbinger for things to come? Yeah, that's happened before as well. Mm -hmm. they, were, they were paired up against one another in episode one or two, um, and Doug beat Nathan, which surprised me then. It makes me think, is, maybe, is Doug really tall and we just can't tell on TV? There must, he must be very physically strong. I don't know, but this, this, this challenge is one where you can easily use someone's strength against them. It's kind of like judo, where when I someone guess, charges yeah. at you, you you step to the side. I'm yeah. putting together, I'm putting to use all my judo knowledge from my one year of training <laughs> when I was like seven. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the idea is, you know, you use their strength and weight against them. Um, and so, you know, we saw that happen a few times during this challenge. Um, but then there's other times where it's like, uh, Ashley versus Rachel and Rachel within, you know, wins within seconds. Uh, Hannah versus Jess. Hannah gets her to the ground, but then is very polite and lets her get back up again before they <laughs> resume. And then yeah, she does yeah, it again. It's... Yeah, it was like, is this a rule that you can shove them off if they're on the ground? It's a not in the rule? other versions. It's not. There are people who, they, yeah, they'll just push and shove them right off. Um, and then, you know, finally, Hannah you know, gets her in, but it took three tries, you know, after going to the ground. Yeah. Uh, we get Leilani versus Tanuke and Tanuke tells Leilani she loves her before dumping her in the water. Um, <laughs> yeah. I've just written loses within seconds. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Matthew versus Christopher. And it's no contest as Matthew pushes him in quickly. And then we have Shy versus Lee. And I want to pause here for a moment because last week we wondered why it was pointed out by Shy's tribe mates that he specifically wanted to go against Lee. And then nothing seemed to come of it. And we were like, why Why'd they even bring that up? Uh, but listener Michael reminded us on the YouTube version of the podcast that Lee was the one who had been taunting Shy in the earlier challenge. 
And, you know, we even talked about how dumb it was at the time, but then we proceeded to forget about it when we came to that or we just didn't connect the dots. So it looks like there's going to be a theme of these two going up against each other. Uh, So thank you. Thank you, Michael, for uh, noting that for us. Yeah, absolutely. That that makes complete sense now. But I noticed. Yeah, I noticed here. I thought, oh, it's Lee and Shy again. Yeah. And Doug versus Nathan again. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, I started to wonder who's pairing them up. Are they pairing themselves up? Yes. Well, do they pair them up by sort of size? You know, or so do they have you know, any choice in it? But... Normally, the way it happens, and I don't. I, I'm presuming it's this way too. Is each team will go back and forth. Each tribe will go back and forth, and one will name their challenge. Their person and then the other will name the person who's going against them and that way they each choose you know first sometimes and second sometimes yeah and so that allows them you know that's how it's usually done to pair them up Mm -hmm. okay um and i'm sure that shy was just you know waiting for lee and lee was probably waiting for shy um uh but in this case lee easily takes this one and as far as I can tell, I didn't see him taunting shy this time around. So maybe he learned a lesson. <laughs> and then it's all tied up as we go into the final round. And it's Christopher against Rachel. Now, this is a weird one. Because they're both doing it a second time. And it makes me think that there were more rounds we just didn't see which does often happen during a challenge. So sometimes we'll see like first first tribe to get to three and it's really first tribe to get to five. Mm -hmm. And they just alter the audio later. Um, I don't know how else you end up with Christopher against Rachel. It's just a weird combination because if you could literally use anyone, neither of those two would be the ones that you use. Like, it just wouldn't happen. Nothing against either of them, but it just wouldn't happen. Um, But, okay, we're at the final one, and this one begins, and they apparently forget that they're supposed to smack into each other with their pads, and instead <laughs> they do it with their heads. Not their faces? Yeah. Um, and, and so both of them go to the ground. You know, when this was a head-to-head challenge, but it's not supposed to be literal, okay? Yeah. Um. Although they do what I think afterwards, mm-hmm. you hear Chris say something like he slipped. So yeah, I, the bags were I, wet I and they slipped. Yeah. They went into each other and they slipped. Um, and but both of them end up on the ground. Joel calls for the medic, and both of them get taken to the beach for a check. While Joel calls off the challenge, not giving either tribe anything. Uh, now, at this point. While I was watching, I had written up a whole rant about how terrible it was to send both away with nothing. Yeah, I just wrote, no winner, exclamation mark. Yeah. Um, Sorry, exclamation point, I should say. Yes, okay. English, Uh, American. (laughs) Uh, But then later, you know, let's let's do a little time travel here. Joel ends up bringing both tribes the reward. Yeah. Which is what my rant suggested. So I went back and deleted it. I, I will say, though, if this were U.S. Survivor, it still wouldn't have happened this way. I don't think they would have just stopped the challenge. You had two people who were knocked down. I, I think that they would have said, OK, these people are OK enough. 
you know, that, that, you know, they're getting checked out, but they're okay. Let's continue. We need one, you know, a couple more people to go. And um, the other thing is, even if they were going to stop it, I think that the U.S. players are savvy enough that they would have stepped in and said, hey, why don't we just split the reward or something like that? They would have negotiated with the host rather than just calmly accepting that they were getting nothing for all the work they'd done. They're British. We're quiet. We're reserved. We just, yeah. <laughs> we're too polite. <laughs> You're not Canadian. Come on. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, this was another one of my I'll ask David points. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, wish, I should have some sort of sound effect every time yes. I have a, yes. a question. Um, yeah, I, I was going to ask what how often are there ties? What happens when there are ties? Is there no winner? Yeah. There's never ties. I mean, you know, there has certainly been challenges where someone has gone down uh, due to medical reasons, Mm -hmm. Uh, usually like heat exhaustion or something. You know, there was uh, a famous challenge in in the U.S. where they were literally competing for like salt and pepper and spices. And someone got knocked out of the game because of heat exhaustion due to it. Oh, okay. Um, and it's like it's it's not worth losing your game over salt and pepper. <laughs> um, and so yeah, there there can be times when it happens, and it really depends on the tribes. Sometimes they'll be like, okay, let's just you know call the draw. Sometimes they'll say let's split it. Sometimes they'll be like, no, we won. Uh, it just it really depends. <laughs> so okay. But I can't think of any time where they all walked away with nothing. Maybe it's happened, yeah. but I can't think of a time. So they all go back. Back at Calaton. Um, oh, and by the way, yeah, those they're both okay. You know, I, I don't know if I mentioned that before, but yes, yeah. they're both okay. Uh, yeah, um, they're fine. Back at Calaton, we get our intro package for Rachel. Uh, she's a mum of three. Yeah, see, see me using the British term. <laughs> Um, yeah, of, of three teenagers whose husband unfortunately died of suicide a couple years ago, uh, which spoiler alert for the end of this episode makes it that much sadder, you know, yeah, that it's she's so here and it's like, ouch. Uh, yeah. It, yeah. Real bad episode for her overall. She gets, you know, beat up and then that. So, yeah, I guess when uh, you could do some sort of backwards investigating that. Maybe it's a clue that someone is leaving in an episode if if they think, oh, quick, we've got to rush in their VT of their, we've got to get in their backstory yeah. before they leave the show. So I'm, I know you, you see several people's backstories right. in these yeah, episodes they've done, and they're still here, but. I think they've done a good job. I think when Australian Survivor started doing this, at least my recollection is that it was a little more obvious and then they started okay. mixing it up a little bit more. All right, well, we switch to Lanena, where Leilani says uh, they've been very welcoming to her, and she doesn't like that she's lying to them. (laughs) She says she wants to do everything with integrity, openness, and honesty, and live her life like the outside world. Yes. (laughs) Yes, and I, I, I wrote in my notes, Matthew, it wouldn't surprise me if you have written in your notes how angry this is going to make me. Um, yes, I just it makes me laugh now when anyone says anything yes. like this. So uh, now yeah, we're, she, we're getting. She's like she's confessing, and I, I've also yes. written 
what is she confessing to? <laughs> like, I don't, yes. I still am not clear. What did she initially tell them that's so different from what she's now telling? Like, I can't understand what the big difference is. I, and that's exactly it. It's Survivor. It's a game. This is not real life. Lie. You know, you should not try to play that way. And it's funny that we're getting meta. Like, you're writing about what I think, and I'm writing <laughs> in my notes about what you're going to think about what I think. Um, but, you know, so, yeah, even worse, Leilani uses the word lie, which is terrible. If you're going to change your story, word it differently. Say you shaded the truth a little bit. Say, well, it wasn't exactly it. I just, you know, didn't want to be an initial target, whatever. And but she says she lied. Why? Uh, Ren immediately tells us that Leilani's word doesn't mean much because she's admitted to lying. Others share similar sentiments. It reminds me very much of Travon on the Traders Canada, who told a stupid lie coming into the game, and then a few days later told everyone about the lie for no reason. <laughs> so congratulations, Leilani. Maybe your name should now be Lilani. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I and I had mixed thoughts about what's the correct thing to do here. You know, at first I thought she should have just kept her mouth closed and not confessed yes. anything but then i thought well if she really has told a lie if she's been dishonest mm -hmm. i suppose maybe maybe the truth's going to come out because the the two tribes will end right. up talking and they find out like we've seen this already with fishgate right. which we'll return to yes and um, <laughs> so you know maybe that you you have to always bear that in mind in this game that you can't really tell one tribe one thing and another tribe another because you're eventually going to end up finding stuff out. So maybe she just should have been smarter in the first place. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, she should not have lied in the first place is what it comes down to. She told a stupid lie for no reason. And. It, but even if she felt the need to correct herself, then just correct yourself and say, look, I was feeling insecure and now I just want to let you know it wasn't 100 percent that way. Yeah, and unless my only other theory is, it, and I don't think this is the case at all, but could it be a deliberate ploy? Like, I'll tell them a lie when I arrive, and then I'll confess later, and they'll think I'm really honest and admirable because I confessed. But I don't. It doesn't work. I don't think that works. No, and that's similar to what Christopher thinks. He has this cynical view, thinking she's made good friends at Calaton, and is now trying to do it here so she could keep everyone happy. And so to you and Chris both, I say, I really wish that were true. <laughs> you know, I really wish she were being that strategic, but she's not. She's being open and honest and truthful. Blah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we go back to Calaton where it's pouring rain overnight and they all get drenched. Uh, so much for their hopes of a good night's sleep on their new mattress, which is probably now essentially a sponge. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Um, switch to Lanena again, where they talk about how they slept great even through the rain. And of course, that's because they got a tarp very early on and Calaton didn't. Uh, Leilani tells us she's in a tricky spot because her loyalty is with her tribe. She spent 11 days with and it doesn't switch overnight. And so, again, <laughs> I have to express my anger. <laughs> Well, yeah, no, I mean, forget about the date. I'm just saying 
I just, it, it's, it, your loyalty doesn't switch when they voted your ass out. That yeah. should have had some impact on your loyalty. Yeah, that's true. I thought you were just mad about the how many the days. <laughs> I'm mad about that. Is it ten too, or eleven? Yeah. or twelve? Tell yeah. us the truth. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, I'm more mad about her loyalty, honesty nonsense. But yes, the days also come into play. <laughs> um, so then we get to the immunity challenge, and. Uh, Leilani knows she's a super easy target and will probably get voted off if she doesn't win. And yes, she should. Uh, so we we get to the challenge. It's pretty typical survivor style obstacle course type of challenge with throwing hammers at targets uh, for the last step. Leilani sits out, which kind of screws up her plan to show how strong <laughs> she is in the challenge. Yes. <laughs> uh, and now she literally, you know, her fate is in all of their hands. Now, lucky for her, Lenena takes an early lead, continues to build it. They get to the hammer throw, and Lee and Christopher smash them all pretty quickly, and Lenena wins immunity again. Uh, so, you know, she didn't have to worry about it. Up to this point, as we go back to Calaton, it's been looking like Jess or Shy getting booted. Now, given how well Shy again performed in the challenge, Nathan wants to keep him. For her part, Jess is worried Shy has an idol, so she apparently, well, she wants to split the vote with three on Shy and two on Lawrence. To which, you know, everybody watching goes, Lawrence, why Lawrence? His name literally hasn't been mentioned up till this point. Uh, but apparently he doesn't seem eager to work with her. Here's the thing with a vote split. If, or rather, not just the vote split, but being the person on the bottom or who might be on the bottom, as she believes, I don't think encouraging people to believe the other person on the bottom has an idol is a very smart move because you're pushing for an alternate target. They might just be like, yeah, you know, you're right. Voting for shy is risky. We'll vote for you instead. <laughs> yeah. So. Okay. You know, but in the meantime, that's what she does. Rachel tells us shy is obviously very strategic. And which I don't think we've really seen. Uh, I, I'm not sure where she gets that from, other than that he's quiet. But he, we know he's quiet because that's his personality. Yeah, it could be her interpretation. Um, and she says, "Shy is up at the crack of dawn, looking for idols every day," which is a weird thing to say because they only found out about idols two days ago. But maybe he looked all day on missing day eleven. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, I'm. I'm just sort of generally confused about Shy's name coming up during all these discussions, and we covered this in episodes mm -hmm. three and four, I think. Like, I don't see what they see, which is fine. That happens in these mm -hmm. kind of shows all the time. We are seeing a very, right, very edited version of things. But he must be incredibly antisocial or uncomfortable to be around for them to keep talking about how they just can't work with them and they don't want to be mm -hmm. around them. Like, I, I just, I don't see it as a viewer, which means even if it is true, the editing isn't doing a great job of showing me right. why they don't like him. Like, I, I just don't get it. He must be, yeah, he must be so bad to be around that he's always at the top of people's lists. And I don't know why, other than that they keep saying it. I, um, which also then, as we go on to the, 
the vote mm-hmm. at tribal council. I, and then I'm surprised again by what ends up happening. But yeah, I, I think it may be sometimes what happens on these shows and, you know, you you've seen it on the traders, you, you know, also is once someone's name comes up, it stays there. And it's especially true in a game of alliances. And, you know, so they have their alliance or what they believe is their alliance. And he's not in it. He wasn't in it from day one. He's still not in it. Apparently, Lawrence isn't in it either. And so, you know, and it's interesting because they didn't like Shy in the early goings because he was too being too bossy and annoying. And then Shy pulled back, and now they don't like Shy because I don't know he's too quiet and won't talk to them or something. So it's <laughs> yes. like, poor guy, he just needs to find a middle ground in there somewhere, I guess. Yeah, he can't win. Um, I guess he's just too shy. Uh, but so, um, <laughs> oh dear, I just it yes. took me a second. Yeah, I was like, pause <laughs> one, two. Um, <laughs> so. The other thing is, by the way, you know, Rachel says he's he's out there looking for the idol, looking for the idol. So I think he's found it. If he's still looking for it, why do you think he's found it? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> some people will keep looking when they found it to make if if they're they want it. They want to fool everyone. <laughs> I don't think anyone would think that shy is at that level like that he's like ha my evil plan is to find the idol and then keep looking for two more days just to make them think i haven't gotten it yet yeah i think yeah they just all seem very paranoid about yes. him and he's the person they're gonna pin all their strange theories yes. on uh, i'm i i i'm not following it yeah so they want to split it so rachel matthew jess nathan and Tanuke. Uh, follow Jess's plan. But Matthew has the same idea Nathan mentioned about Shy's challenge performance. Uh, for his part, separately, Lawrence also wants to keep Shy and even talks to Matthew and Tanuke about it. He mentions how Rachel and Jess are a strong duo, which could be a problem going forward. And he's right. Being an obvious and strong duo is something in my, you know, survivor rules for winning that I say, don't do. It will draw attention. And I'm very surprised that, you know, they didn't read those before going out there. Um, (laughs) Matthew adds that before the challenge, Rachel was doing a lot of demanding around camp. And this is another case of them telling, not showing. Like from from his point of view, this is happening, but we never saw any of it. Um, Tanuke tells us she likes Jess, who is also easy to sway when it comes to votes. So that could be useful in the future. Rachel, on the other hand, is strong willed and won't just vote. However, Tanuke says in the future. Uh, And, you know, she also adds a couple important points that she knows she needs to be adaptable and they're all playing for themselves, which I'm glad she knows, because obviously some people on both tribes don't recognize yet that they're playing for themselves. So we're heading into tribal council, and I at this point am convinced it will be Rachel. They go through some pretty standard question and answers. Nothing stood out for me. Uh, and most of them have learned to be a little cagier in their responses. So I don't know if yeah. anything stood out to you. Um, just uh, so, so much talk of plans. Yes. <laughs> there were, there, different plans. Some people don't know about plans. Some people don't know about more than one plan. Some people are torn between plans. I, I just called this plan gate. 
It's just they, they use the word so many times. It's, yeah, it's strange. And that's what I mean about being cagey. They're just not saying anything. They're saying lots of words without any impact. Yeah, in fact, so, that's my question for you at this point was, mm-hmm. is it common for people to just outright say who they're going to vote for because it's just not happening here? No. Like, is it, this always what very, happens that people yes, are... Yes, this is always what happens. Okay. Uh, you know, or usually what happens, I'll say. You know, sometimes they'll be a little bit more direct. But in this case, it's clear that they're all trying to hide their intentions. Um, and and it remember... Just makes, it makes the discussion to me feel pointless yes as soon as joel starts prodding them and asking hey Mm -hmm. are are alliances important what are you thinking what's your plan i sort of think no one's gonna answer you joel so what's the point of this right i mean in this case if they really thought shy had an idol and they wanted him to play it even though they knew that they weren't voting for him then those who wanted that, which should be everyone else, if you want to you know, flush the idol out, yeah. should have been saying things to indicate they were voting for Shy. Okay, they should yeah, have been yeah, trying yeah. to fool him into playing it to no use. But they didn't. They were all this vague nonsense, and it didn't matter. Shy didn't have an idol anyway. I mean, it's possible that we just didn't see it and they were trying to and they edited it all out because they knew, you know, because the producer producers know Shy doesn't have an idol. But I mean, if you're going to talk that much about an idol, show us something related to it. Yeah. But, if you're going to talk that much about Shy yes. <laughs> all the way up to Tribal right. Council, I'd, that's that's the other thing. I don't know why we see so much of that in the edit. If it, it just leads to nothing like does it, yeah, try I, I to, can't even remember. Did anyone even vote for him? No, no. So uh, Jess voted Lawrence, Lawrence voted Rachel, and then the, Joel reads the votes. It's Rachel, Lawrence, Lawrence, Rachel, Rachel, Rachel. And then I think there was one more Rachel he didn't read. So Rachel follows Rach out of the game, uh, you <laughs> know, with the, with the break in there for Leilani to go to the other tribe. Um, yeah, so all that and the people who were supposed to vote for Shy flipped their votes to Rachel. Yeah. And so, yeah, you know, and and then so now you may have noticed by now at the end of tribal council, Joel tries to say something deep. And, you know, that's on all the Survivor series. All the hosts do that. And sometimes they're preplanned and sometimes they flow naturally. This one did not flow naturally because he says most of them were on the same page. But who is writing the book? And will you be in the next chapter? And they all stare at him if he's speaking Greek because <laughs> he is just shoehorning this phrase. It has nothing to do with the situation. And it's like, okay, someone wrote that for you, Joel, or you wrote it for yourself and you thought it sounded deep. Uh, okay, then wait till it actually applies. Yeah, I noticed that as well. And it, I kind of laughed a bit because I almost yeah. thought it was supposed to be funny. Um, or or quirky or something. It, it's interesting because I was talking to some other people who are watching the mm-hmm. the show. I've at least been watching some episodes here in the UK, and we were talking about their just their observations and what they think of it so far. And a few of them spoke about Joel as the host, and they found him difficult to take 
at Tribal Council. So because we know him as a, a comedian and mm-hmm. quite lighthearted and fun. And like I mentioned before on the podcast, he's um, he presents the Masked Singer UK. And so most people probably know him from that right now. So, yeah, some people find it's really difficult to then see him in a very serious light at Tribal mm-hmm. Council, doing like like you mentioned. Yeah. Trying to sort of come out with very sort of deep sentiments and um have this like gravitas and maybe he's not I don't I don't mind, like it doesn't bother me, but other viewers aren't aren't really seeing him in that way. It's funny because the complaints that I had seen beforehand earlier was he's too jokey he's putting puns in there you know yeah. we, we want it to be more serious and now so some people are unhappy he's too jokey and now some people you're telling me are happy or be, unhappy because he's too serious at times so <laughs> um we're not necessarily unhappy that he's being serious it's that they think maybe he's not the right person yes. to be serious yeah. for this yeah yeah masked singer host and survivor host are two very different things yes. yeah yeah All right. Well, Rachel gives us her final words and says she thinks she was eliminated because they want to get rid of the threats and she's clearly a threat. And I think I mentioned last week that almost whenever someone comes out of the game and says they voted me out because I think I'm a threat, they're wrong. But it's a nice thing to tell yourself. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I mean, I'm still not totally sure why they got rid of Rachel, but I know it's not that reason. (laughs) Yeah. Well, luckily, you know, I am I'll give myself a plug here. I am still doing my mini Y blank lost uh, TikTok, YouTube and uh, uh, Instagram videos. So I will explain in, you know, about a minute to two minutes exactly, you know, why she lost. But hopefully, you know, those will be out within the next couple of days. And those are on my accounts. They won't be on the Tradar uh, accounts. But uh, so at David Bloomberg TV. Um See, anyway, that's why, I, that's why I asked that question. Yes, to, well, thank to you. Lead to, thank to you. lead to you. <laughs> yes. Uh, do you have any other thoughts or questions about this episode before we move on? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> is the All short right. answer. Okay, we could go to episode six, day fourteen. Jess realizes she needs to step up her game, or she could be next. So she's trying to make sure her connection with Nathan, Tanuke, and Matthew are secure. And spends some time kissing up to Nathan in particular. Yes, uh, I, this, it feels so so insincere to me. Yes, I mean I'm sure she gets on with Nathan, but when she's saying to him, "I, I feel so drawn to you and safe with you," I thought, no one says these things. Jess. Yes, this is not real. Yes. Um. So, uh, yeah. On the one hand. I would say Jess is in a dangerous spot because her closest ally just got brooded. On the other hand, part of the reason, so this partially answers your question, was that they were a duo. And obviously, they're not a duo anymore. So yeah. maybe she can fade back a bit. You know, we'll we'll have to see. Over on Lenena, Christopher says he feels like they're in a time warp. Which is funny because that, as I mentioned to you earlier, is how many regular Survivor viewers have felt about this season so far. A time warp <laughs> back a couple decades before people knew how to play this game. But he says it's because it feels like they've been there for months. I don't know. Maybe the time warp took place during day 11. Yeah, exactly. We lost a whole day. Yeah. It explains everything. 
Uh, Ren feels like they're in a good position in the tribe and reminds us of the shared secret with Doug. This leads to Christopher needing to know from Leilani what Kalatan got at the outpost. Uh, Leilani tells him about the big fish and how they were told the other options had an idle clue. Chris figures this must mean Ren got an idol. So he very wisely tells Ren's closest ally, Doug, along with Lee, about this. Does does he not see how close Ren and Doug are? Ever I, I think everybody does. Lee knows. Lee talked about it earlier. Lee's like, we're not going to target Ren because they're close to Doug. And so... Yeah, but whatever happens, Doug, you know, it leads to Doug reminding us that the idol is in his bag. Yeah, I the only thing I could think was, was it some sort of ruse to to see how Doug would react in case Doug go in case they all. Uh, yeah, yeah did, I, did they suspect that Doug knew as well, and they wanted to see what? Oh, what will he say if we confront? I don't think that is really what. I, I, I think Christopher is savvier than I was giving him credit for last time, but not that savvy. Sorry, Christopher. Um, That's funny because I, these episodes have made me think that Chris is much less savvy than I thought ah. earlier in the show. Okay. I just, well, we'll I got the, yeah. from these two episodes, I get the impression that he's too nice or he's too naive. Um, I think I think he's putting on a show. I think part of it he's putting on a show. Uh, in any case, Tree Mail arrives and tells them to send the wisest, most powerful, and most trusted three to face a test. And they presume it's a challenge of some sort. Lee puts his name up there, but then says if the others don't want him to, he won't, which means he really wants to. Uh, they decide Doug is the most powerful. Pegleg is the wisest. And then I thought they settled on Lee being the most trusted, but then they decided to switch to Hannah. I think so. It's not just three guys. Yeah. Uh, at Calaton, Hannah and Matthew pick up the tree mail and read it before getting back to camp. And then they scheme with Nathan and Jess. So they want to send their alliance. Now, this is interesting to me. I cannot remember... Now, I, I, I have to say, as much as I have covered Survivor, all the different things, I am not a Survivor trivia buff. You know, there are people who can remember what placement each person in every season was voted out of. That is not me. There are some players on Survivor. I They could be standing in front of me, and I wouldn't remember that they were a player on Survivor. <laughs> but I don't remember a situation like this where people read it privately in order to gain an advantage from it. Yeah. So this was interesting to me. Uh, if someone thinks of something, hey, let me know. In the meantime, the fact that Jess was included in the discussion seems like good news for her, though, of course, she was in the conversation with Nathan at the time, so they couldn't exactly avoid her. In any case, they descend to send, decide to send Tanuke, Shai, and Matthew. And the reason they include Shy is because they think having him there will maybe give, uh, get him to trust them more or at least distrust them less. So, okay, yeah, I can see that. So all six arrive to sit down with Joel, who says there's a twist. 
which would be a lot more shocking if we hadn't seen it, you know, promoed for weeks. Um, only one from each tribe will remain in their original tribe. The other two will swap and they will decide who right now with all of five minutes to discuss it. Now, we discussed a little last week uh, how swaps may occur to mix things up. This is, to my recollection, a new way of doing it. Typically, swaps are done completely randomly, like literally stick your hand in a bag and pull out a rock that determines what tribe you're on going forward. And it can result in some, you know, really wild tribes. Um, and, you know, this one gives the players a lot more agency in the decision, which, you know, can mean that they can either make some good or bad choices. Yeah, I was, I was, again, I was going to ask if this is something that happens a lot. It makes me think of uh, The Apprentice here in the UK anyway. Mm. Uh, and I think Apprentice... We try not works. to think... We try not to think of The Apprentice here in the U.S. for <laughs> many reasons. Is that because of uh, who it's associated with? Yes. Yes, very much so. Okay. Um, no one from the U.K. Apprentice so far has, has gone on to <laughs> try and yeah. take over the world. Um, uh, and I th it, Am I right in thinking that Apprentice in the U.S. is only a celebrity show now? Well, does now it it's nothing. Does it still exist? No. Oh, okay. No. They... It did switch to celebrity with still that guy. And then it went away for a while. And then it came back with Arnold Schwarzenegger hosting, I believe. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, as I think it was still celebrity at that point. Okay. And that lasted all of one season, uh, in part because I think it was still associated, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, so, yeah, it's just not on here anymore. Okay. It's Apprentice is still on in the UK and it's uh the opposite. It's very much a civilian mm. not it's not a celebrity show mm -hmm. at all. But yeah, they do this th throughout they're always they always work in two teams and as the series goes on, they swap people mm -hmm. and, and it's I mean it's generally just to even up numbers. Um, right. So I'm assuming that happens in Survivor. They just they, they don't want to have a tribe with three people and a tribe with eight people. So yes, they have I, to just I kind mean, of well, keep it even. Sometimes they do. I mean, there was a season where they literally allowed a tribe to get whittled down to one person and then they just brought that person into the other tribe. <laughs> um, you know, but other times like this season, there were three tribes of six to start with and one lost time after time after time. And it got down to three people and then there was a swap. Now, the producer said, oh, no, we had pre-planned that swap. I don't know if I buy that. I think that yeah. some of these challenges are not made in a way that three people can actually do it. And so yeah. they they had to, uh, you know, switch things around. But this type of swap doesn't even out the numbers. So, yeah, yeah. This, in this case, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so Doug volunteers because he wants to infiltrate the other side and see what damage he can do. Now, I'm surprised that he of all people would do this. Because he has such a good handle on everything going on at Lenena. He is in a good position. I don't understand why he is putting himself at risk on Calaton by volunteering to go into the minority situation. And I, I, yeah, this one just boggles my mind. Pegleg volunteers also with the intention of getting out shy because shy is so strong, which again is not a good reason 
especially since Shy is going to be in the majority and you're in the minority. Yeah, it's I, it's interesting. Again, our, this is the whole point of this podcast, mm-hmm. really. But as there are different perspectives, so you're saying you think this is a mistake and you don't understand why Doug's done this. But mm-hmm. my instinct was that it was a good idea. I'm, maybe I'm being very, very yeah. naive and gullible. I sort of thought, oh, yeah, I can see why you would want to switch. But it's, my thinking was that you you just want to make as many positive connections as mm-hmm. possible, again, with the idea that eventually you're all going to merge. So I just sort of, that was just my reaction is, oh, I guess... I guess you do want to connect with people and not not necessarily mm-hmm. form alliances, but you just want to make a good impression and be likable. I'm guessing that's that's a good thing in this game is being, you know, it's just psychologically, maybe people are less likely to vote you if they mm-hmm. just sort of think you're a good guy and they get they can talk to you and they so, so I just sort of thought instantly, yeah, he just he just wants to connect with as many people as he can. I, I, I thought and- that might be And maybe that is his reason. But then later we hear him talking about how he's likely to be the first one targeted and everything. And I I mean, yeah, he does. So I I just maybe he's maybe yeah, maybe he jumps in and then goes, wait a minute. Yeah, (laughs) I shouldn't have done that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's also possible that he looks at it and goes, well, let's see. Nathan's on that side and shy is on that side and I'll be on that side and peg leg will be on. So maybe we're strong enough that we won't have to worry about it. But. I don't know. I, you know, we'll have to wait and see what happens here. You know, I just think, oh, I, yeah, I, I don't like the, I don't like the decision. Or um, he just thinks it seems quite courageous. Like he wants to appear as like sort of heroic and mm-hmm. I'll take the hit. I'll be the fog. Like I'll do it so you guys don't have to. So maybe he just wants to appear as that kind of guy. Like he'll, he'll take one for the team sort of thing. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. I, I don't know. Um, so then we go to uh, so the Calaton decision and Matthew and Tanuke decide to swap, which is also bizarre to me because they have a four person alliance and now literally half of them are leaving, which puts all of their alliance into a minority situation. The whole point of this game is at this point is to get numbers and you are taking those numbers and throwing them away. They wanted Shy out. So send Shy to Lenina. You know, the only way this makes sense is okay, they know Leilani is over there. And they figure they can create a three person alliance with her. But if one of them brought Shy, well, Shy isn't tight with them, so he might not go along with that. He might just jump over and join the other people. So I guess I like this decision more than the one made by Doug, but not by a whole lot. Yeah, I was also confused because I just, you know, they're they're still very much treating Shy as the outsider. Mm-hmm. They even say when they're discussing who to send on this mission, they'll say let's let's send Shy so he doesn't suspect anything. Yeah. So I, I, the the impression is still very much we just don't really get on with him. So yeah, I was also surprised they didn't push him away into the right. other tribe. Right. I I don't know. I don't know. Um, so the tribe members go back to their mostly new tribes and they're shock and surprise all around. 
At Calaton, Doug says, again, like I mentioned, he or Pegleg are next to get voted out, so he wants to show his loyalty. Okay, hear me out, Doug. You could have just not swapped. <laughs> um, uh, flip back to Lenena, and Leilani fills Tanuke in on the whole Ren situation. And then we get the Tanuke intro. She's a professional roller skater, yes. which I must admit I did not know was something you could do professionally. Me too. And I, before they showed the this VT, this background, earlier in the episode, underneath her name, mm-hmm. it came, and I don't know if they've done this all season and I just haven't noticed it, but underneath her name, it came up professional roller skater. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I wrote down, is this a thing? Yes. <laughs> uh, so news to me as well. I mean, I was thinking it, maybe it was roller derby or something, but no, they didn't show any of that. It, it's, no. you know, so, and okay. Roller, that's, that's really... It does exist here, just on an incredibly small scale. So yeah. I, I don't, I don't know what, I don't know. Maybe I don't know what she's doing. Yeah, uh, but she says that making friends is her superpower. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, with almost <laughs> everyone gathered around the fire, but Ren off somewhere. Now they show Ren off in the distance, looking in their uh, backpack. I think it's possible Ren could have been pulled away for a confessional or something like that. Yeah. Um. But whatever. Uh, you know, Ren wasn't there, and Christopher immediately takes the opportunity to ask Tanuke in front of everyone about the whole outpost situation and further expose Ren to all of them. And see, this Fish is more... back, huh? <laughs> Fishgate yes, Fish is Gate. back now. Fish this Gate, gets the redux. This gets more to why I think Christopher knows what he's doing because he waited till Ren was gone and then brought it up in front of everyone so he wouldn't have to be the person running around telling them everyone would hear it straight out of tanuke's mouth yeah uh I, yeah i can see that I'll, there's something that happens later in the episode okay that also yeah. then makes me doubt chris again but i'll come back to okay, that okay okay uh we move on to day 15 uh doug says he was sitting pretty on lenena but isn't anymore really you don't say doug <laughs> uh <laughs> He says because he and Pegleg are now a duo, he has to keep him close and not have any secrets. I immediately know what's coming. I yell yeah. at my TV for him to stop, but I guess he, he just <laughs> didn't hear me because he tells Pegleg about the idol. This is a really bad decision on his part because now that's info Pegleg could use against him. Uh, plus, Pegleg now feels betrayed that Doug hadn't told him sooner. If you have a secret like this, you're either you either have to tell people right away or not at all. And we had a very similar situation on U.S. Survivor this past week where someone did not know about a secret that other people knew. And then at the last minute, they told this person and they also said, you know, I'm you know, we wanted to tell you. But now that we're in this dire situation where we need your help, now we're telling. And they were like. Well, that doesn't make me feel great that everybody knew but me, you know, and and this is exactly how Pegleg feels, you know. He's like, Well, okay, you you didn't tell me till later. So now I'm wondering, are are you know, what why are you telling me now except that you need me? Yeah. I do have two thoughts about this though. First mm-hmm. is isn't isn't the truth going to come out anyway? At, at well, it might not. Uh, potentially at a tribal council, mm-hmm. at some point, Doug's going to be like, "Ha ha, right. I've got one." I mean, unless he feels like he never needs it, needs to use it. So, 
I sort of wonder, well, is it, is, is, if it's going to come out, doesn't it look worse at Tribal Council to do that? Like, at that point, isn't everyone going to go, oh, you've been keeping the secret? So is it not a little bit better to tell someone now? I mean, it depends, because I think if he needed it fairly soon, it would probably be because they were going against him and Pegleg, and Pegleg would be the one going home. Um, if they knew enough to split the vote just in case they had an idol. Uh, The other thing is he could just claim he just found it (sighs) just before coming to tribal council. I found it. That's a, that's a really good point. Yeah. And I, I, I'm kind of repeating myself because I said something Mm -hmm. like this earlier when we were talking about Leilani. Um, I just wondered if Doug could have played it a little bit different. Like if he decided he wanted to tell Pegleg, I wondered if he could have just emphasized the fact that Pegleg was the only person he told, right. and that might make it feel a bit better if he said, look, I haven't told anyone else this, mm-hmm. I'm telling you because I trust you, and might that have softened the blow and made Pegleg think, well, okay, he's, he's, he's not told me the truth so far, but at least I'm the only person he's told, and that means something. Yeah, and he could also have done what I was just saying. You know, He could have said, hey, just before we got that tree mail, yeah, literally. You know, just, yeah. I, I found it. And that was one reason that I felt OK coming over here because I ha- I knew I had protection. And yeah. so I wanted to let you in on it, but I didn't have time beforehand. Come up with yeah, a story, so- any story that doesn't make it sound like you're only telling him because eh, you, you two are there now and you need him. Yeah. So. um, Back again to Lenena. Ashley talks to Lee and Chris about Ren, and she tells us that because Ren is playing such a strong game, she can't align with Ren the way she wants to. So she'd feel better if they got rid of Ren. Okay, immunity challenge time. And this is another Survivor classic as three players hold poles while others put weight on them. Ladena sits Ren and Hannah, but for this type of challenge, it really doesn't matter. Um Lenena's weight bearers will be Christopher, Tanuke, and Matthew. And I find it weird that Boxer Lee isn't there instead of Chris or Matthew. Yes, I wrote, <laughs> I'm amazed Lee isn't doing this. And he, gulp, let a woman take part. <laughs> like, well, okay, the really woman sure. part, I think there must have been a rule. Because okay. also, they ne- the other side never would have used Jess if they could have used Shy instead. I, I, I suppose, yeah, that, that's very true. But uh, and, yeah, I was surprised yeah. that Lee just wasn't one of the people in it. Yeah, I mean, there was still, you know, there there was still Chris and Matthew and, you know, nothing against them. But Lee is, you know, Mr. Muscles over there. And yeah. so it just seems odd. Uh, and then, of course, Calaton has Nathan, Doug and Jess. Which I, you know, I could have seen Shy taking one of the positions, but Nathan and Doug are pretty strong too, so could go either way. I mean, unless there's something, some really, he has an injury. Like Lee had had really pulled some muscle in That's, his neck yeah, that morning, right, right? And they don't bother showing us it because it's boring. So yeah. maybe there's just a little practical reason he couldn't do it. I don't know. Yeah, I guess that's possible. Now, as we go to this, I have to admit, I, you know, it's been a little while. I don't remember the exact best strategy for this challenge. And I think it's somewhat dependent on the people and the tribes discuss whether they should spread out the weight or concentrate it. I think spreading it at first is good to get some weight on all of them so they can at least start to get tired in the heat. And then focus to get one out and go from there. 
uh, for example, Lenena realizes that Jess is getting very tired with just the weight, you know, that they put on her early. So they just leave her alone and kind of just let her bake. Uh, interestingly, after a little more than about half an hour, Joel calls it because she is baked, I guess. It basically a technical knockout. And he calls in the medics even. This is strange. I don't think I've ever seen that before in this challenge. Like, she was still standing. So, to my mind, she was still in. But Joel is like, nope, she's out. You know? And I'm like, yeah, I mean, at least wait till she drops it. Don't, uh, <laughs> you know? For God's sake, Joel, wait till she loses consciousness. Yeah, no, come I, on. I did wonder the same. I did sort of think how... Yeah, yeah, yeah. At what point is it okay mm -hmm. for him to just decide someone's had enough? She was still standing. Yeah, she was clearly struggling, but right. he still wanted to keep going. So yeah, it's, it's just tricky. Like, how fair is it? When when does he? When do you step in and just say no, no, no? We've just decided you've had enough. Um, it's it's, it's difficult to judge it really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, unless like her eyes were rolling back into her head or something. Yeah. Uh, in any case, uh, Matthew has the most weight on him and drops at uh, after 60 kilograms, which I have to admit, I have absolute. I should have done the weight, you know, comparison. I have <laughs> no idea what 60 kilograms is. Um, Hello. Uh, <laughs> it's um, like a. a Small person. <laughs> Small person. Okay. All right. Uh, a bit later and after some screaming, uh, Christopher drops the weight and also drops to the ground. So the medics take a look at him, too. He's he's getting to know these medics on a first name basis at this point. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that leaves only Tanuke for Lenena against Doug and Nathan for Calaton. So we know how this is going to end. And I think Tanuke does, too, because she makes some comments as she was looking around like there's no way I could do this. So she just drops. And that's probably smart. There's no reason to risk injury when you're going up against Doug and Nathan both. Uh, Calaton wins immunity. And so, you know, and then, by the way, both Jess and Chris are OK. So Ashley still wants to take out Ren and believes she can get the original Calaton on board, but she doesn't want Ren to know. So she tells Hannah and Ren that it's Leilani. The problem is Hannah has never trusted Ashley. So she and Ren uh, want to go after Ashley. But Chris and Lee want Ren to go also, and they tell Matthew as much. While Ren tells Leilani to go after Ashley. So then Leilani goes and talks to Tanuke and Matthew about it. Now, with all these different discussions, I'm getting a bad feeling that this could go after Ren or go against Ren. And, you know, they had to tribal council. Start with the typical questions and answers until Joel asks Christopher how important alliances are in the game. Now, remember the previous time they were at tribal council, Christopher was all like alliances. What are alliances? You know, I don't know these alliances. I have friends. <laughs> And, of course, the correct true answer is that alliances are the most important aspect. But Christopher, again, continues with his little story, saying that he struggles to differentiate between an alliance and a friendship group. Now, the first time I bought his story, now I think he's full of it. 
And I, I think he absolutely <laughs> knows he's feeding a line of BS, but he just wants to hide it. Um, is this where you thought that he was less clued in? Um, no, not yet. Where I thought he was less clued in was, oh, although I kind of, I did just, but I just bought what he was saying. I didn't actually question it. Mm. It's when Joel then asks if anyone has a hidden immunity idol and wants to use it. And there's this weird shot or series of shots. They all, were well, th- three of them, I think, mm-hmm. very, very blatantly turn and stare <laughs> at Ren. And and it and it's Chris who does that first, like very mm-hmm. co- almost comically turns to look at Ren. And I just didn't know why he did that. I thought, why? So, so you're ba- they're basically saying, ha-ha, we know about you. We know you got that clue. And I just don't know why they revealed that. So I was just confused why Chris did this sort of villainous comic, <laughs> grandiose turn to stare at at Ren at that point because I, I thought, mean, all right, okay, Ren knows what's going on now. I'll I'll give you know I mean uh, I'll give you a, a a little bit of inside knowledge here, which is those little clips are often taken from other times in tribal council. Well, that's exactly. <laughs> I did I did write. Is this just trick editing? Uh, sometimes I, I yes. Got, yeah, I thought a couple of the shots were probably mm-hmm. just random shots of people turning around. Right. But but I and I have to watch it again. I definitely thought the shot of Chris was in sync with that exact mm-hmm. moment. But but again, I could, maybe it fooled me. Yeah, and it could be. And it could also be that, you know, I don't remember how they were seated. Like if Ren was sitting in front, they I have heard this from other Survivor contestants. If you're sitting in the front row, you can't see what's going on behind you. Uh, you know, right beside they were in the same room. Okay, okay. So that's what made it look so awkward and obvious. Mm, It was very strange. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, in anywhere, in any uh, case, going you know back in time a little bit here, um, Ren gives a similar answer to you know the question about alliances. I think Ren is hiding it as well conversation then turns to separating game from friendship and at least they're all correct in saying they need to figure out how to do that then joel leads them into a discussion about the importance of trust and none of it is at all enlightening about what will happen (laughs) Um, so it's time to vote hannah votes ashley uh chris votes ren while saying they're playing the game too obvious and no one trusts them and then Joel reads the votes. Ashley, Leilani, Ashley, Ren, 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 Ren. Ouch. I had high hopes for Ren. You know, I'd been talking about that on previous podcasts. But the damn fishy lie just, you know, came back to bite them. Uh, <laughs> you know, plus also Doug leaving Ren high and dry didn't help. And of course, you know, Ren had been on the side of the men against the so-called weak blondes. So I'm sure Ashley still wasn't happy about that. Um, Just like Rachel in the previous episode, Ren said they were voted out for being a threat. I do think Ren is at least more correct than Rachel was. Yeah, probably. Um, Now, we see in the clip afterwards that Lee was the one who voted Leilani. And there's already been some discussion on Twitter about this because it's like, why was he so completely out of the loop? I think it was to guard against the idol play. I so I, I thought this through a little bit. Lee has previously told us he's close to Hannah. 
Ashley told Hannah it's Leilani. But Lee said he wanted Ren to go. So maybe he thought that Hannah would vote Leilani also. And between himself and Hannah and maybe even Ren, that would be enough for the split vote in case Ren played an idol. It's the only thing that makes sense to me, unless he's just completely out of the loop somehow. I think it might be the second one. <laughs> you're, you're, you're giving Lee a lot of credit here. Well, that's true. Uh, that is true. <laughs> I mean, I honestly just think Lee's doing his own thing. He just, he sees a, a woman with blonde hair and writes her name down. <laughs> I think that's as far as his thinking goes. All right. Yeah, I am used to the more strategic players. You might be right about that, <laughs> you know. All right. Well, then we see the preview and we see that Chris is going to decide to throw a challenge so he can get rid of the Calaton people. And from the clips we see, it looks like he's doing a fairly good job of throwing. But, you know, we have no way of knowing if it succeeds or if others see what's happening and pick up the slack. Uh, yeah. What could or, also or happen if it's the magic of editing again. Right. What could also happen is he does succeed, but people see it and get mad at him and turn on him, which yeah. I think would potentially be funny to watch. Uh, and it would not be <laughs> the first time that someone has thrown it only to have it uh, turn on them. Yeah. So what were your thoughts on this episode overall? I have a trivial thought and a big thought. Okay, I'll let's start with my trivial thought. I was going to say, start with the trivial. <laughs> my trivial thought is, why on these shows don't they tell contestants how to spell one another's names? Ah. How difficult is it to have a board or a sheet of paper with correct spellings? It's so embarrassing because they, they, I mean, they all spell, most of them spell Ren mm -hmm. incorrectly. I mean, they spell it the intuitive way that you actually spell right. Them. The, the bird ring mm -hmm. uh but it's not correct here and we see every every franchise of the traitors no one can spell anyone's names around yes that damn banishment table <laughs> so i just always think why does no one at some point think why don't we just have some consistency and tell well, them how to spell so it's interesting because on survivor us uh it was a double elimination this past week and there were lots of misspelled people's names and a couple of previous players have come out and said some of the misspellings were really bad because like it was someone's name who began with a K, but people were spelling it with a C. However, in the pregame, everyone is known by their initials. Their bag has their initials. They're called by their initials. And so this person would have been named uh, KG. And yet they spelled his name with a C, you know, it's like, now, admittedly, their brains are not working at full capacity and they may not remember that someone else indicated. And I do. I have not verified this, that there is a seating chart because they all are told where they're supposed to sit at tribal council. And if that seating chart has their names on it. Then that would be a pretty big indicator also. Maybe it only has initials there, too, but it would still be helpful. It's funny because one of the people who went this week had previously been joking he was he was very much a jokester and in the previous week had uh someone had called him out uh because she has her name is Katura, 
and she was like, you know, they were talking about how he had asked her how to spell her name. And she was like, what are you doing asking me that? <laughs> you don't ask that. And so, uh, yeah, I think it's just nobody wants to come out and ask for that reason. You know, it's like, you know, and even though he was joking around, she took it very seriously. He said in his interviews that, you know, she leaned in later and said to him, you can't go around asking people that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It made me think if I ever find myself on set of a show that involves voting, mm -hmm. I'm going to be the person to say, can can we tell them all how to spell, please? Yes. <laughs> it looks weird on TV when no one spells anything the same way. Although it did on the Traders Canada lead to a funny moment when someone spelled someone's name the wrong way and it was pointed out and they were like, fine, and they wrote it differently on there, which then led to you know, this past week's most recent where they accidentally put their slate upside down and it was pointed out, <laughs> yeah. and took it out and slammed it back in the right way. So they did. Um, now, my, my bigger, more serious point is I something occurred to me when I was watching these two episodes and I it's a big question. You you talked earlier about how you got the impression probably most of the contestants don't know the game that well, mm -hmm. but I think, but I still think they know more than I do as a viewer. And I think that creates a problem for me as a viewer. I don't know where Survivor is going. Like, I don't know. How do you win Survivor? I don't know how it all ends. Mm. And that's fine. Like, I'm going to keep watching. I'll find out. There's some excitement, I guess, in not knowing. But I think it would give me a clearer idea as a viewer about why you would form alliances and why tribes matter or don't matter and why you would vote some, I think it would help me understand the voting a bit more if I knew where it was all leading to. So hmm. right now I sort of, as a very naive viewer, I would just sort of think, why don't you just vote out all the physically weak people? Cause then they're not going to be that great at the challenges and you want to win the challenges, which generally seem mm -hmm. to be very physical. And so because I don't fully know long term where it's all headed, mm -hmm. yeah, I just I just sort of think why yeah, what what are you actually basing your votes on? Who are you actually trying to get rid of and why? So I think if I knew more about how you actually win Survivor, I mean literally win it mm -hmm. like in the final episode, it would help me understand more about what's happening all along the way. That's interesting and obviously not something I have thought about, you know, going back to the very beginning of episode one. I don't remember what Joel tells people. And I mean, I know he does a little intro at the beginning of every episode, but yeah, like he doesn't say, OK, this is what's going to happen and that's what's going to happen. And I don't know. Trying to remember way back to the beginning of the very first U.S. Survivor. I do think that they explain it there. Okay. Uh, if my memory is is correct, and it, it, I think that there's an explanation. Now, do you want me to briefly explain it, or do you want to continue to <laughs> uh, muddle along? I <laughs> see. Now I should say yes. Tell me, mm -hmm. but no, actually, I I think no. I think the the whole point of us doing this podcast right. is that I don't know. So I actually. Okay. 
I think it's better that I stay in the dark okay. and I discover it as we go. So okay. I'm going to fight against my curiosity <laughs> and not ask. But I think this also applies. And I know we, we keep mentioning mm -hmm. the traitors and this isn't about the traitors, but probably a lot of people listening to this are listening because they like right. the traitors and that's how they've discovered this. I And I obviously love the traitors and I love the first UK series mm -hmm. that I saw, but I... It kind, this question also occurred to me there that I thought, as I got to the end of the, the UK version of Traitors, I did think, oh, if I had known at the start what I know now about how this game ends, certainly as a player, I I would have treated it differently. It, mm -hmm. Now it occurs to me, oh, actually, you don't really want to find Traitors after all. Right. Actually. And I think if you don't, if you don't know how the game ends, probably as a viewer, yeah, you would be going, "What? How, why aren't they voting out traitors? It's so obvious. When actually the truth is, some of them know who the traitors are. They just don't want to get rid of them. Right. So yeah, so yeah the, the, the point is, um, I, I think it makes a difference if you really understand what the end game is very early on. Yeah. And I mean, I think that in the traders, sorry, we're turning into a traders podcast on a <laughs> survivor podcast on the Trader network. But um, it, I think that some of the traders players in the first seasons of each one, first of all, some of them had seen some of the foreign language versions. Uh, second of all, they all got rules. And we know this because like one of the traders brought up something that we were sitting at home scratching our heads about, but he knew about being recruited because it was in the rules. Um, but I don't know how much that we wondered how much they knew about how it would end because we didn't know how it would end in, in the traders at the beginning. And, uh, you know, and like you said, I mean, the thing is, there are still people in traders, Canada, you know, just last week's episode, Kevin had to explain to Trevon what the game actually was. You know, Trevon's like, well, I'm here to get rid of traders. And Kevin's like, no, that's not why we're here. So there's still people who don't get it. You could give them all the background and all the rules and all the information. And they still won't get it. Yeah, um, definitely. And you, because like you said, the, on, on traitors anyway, they, they are given a, an actual rule book. Uh, I recently right. interviewed Camille, who's a very important player in Australia season two. And she talks about that at length, that they are given an actual rule book. Mm -hmm. And she was very frustrated because she could tell other players just didn't read it. Oh, so yeah. they were doing things they weren't supposed to do. And she was like, it's in the rules. Why didn't you read the rules? So, yeah. Well, and clearly someone on the Traders Canada didn't read the rule book either. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> uh, he really didn't read the real rule book. Yeah, I, re I really want to know. I want to know. I know. Truth. Me too. Me too. But uh, they, they're all stuck in contracts and NDAs. Well, you know, it'll be a while before we know. Anyway, yeah. uh, we probably should have told people we still have some more Survivor to talk about here because um, <laughs> uh, they're probably like tuning out. Like, why are they going into the traders talk now? Um, we do have a question uh, that was sent in on Twitter by Gary Rose. Uh, part of his question I already addressed earlier, but for the rest, he noted that the editing style seems very different and uh, from the U.S. version and felt someone with Ren's edit would have made the merge in the U.S. And I do agree. I, I One reason I thought Ren would go much further was because 
we were given this content and I was like, oh, we're being shown that Ren is a good player. But the edit is always difficult to judge. I thought one of the people voted out in U.S. Survivor just this past week would get further. And obviously they did. Um, sometimes they just have to show us what they have because they know that person won't make it any longer. Even if they're saying good things, they're, they're not going to make it any longer. Plus, I think a lot of the edit that we got on Ren focused on their plan and their alliance with Doug only to have all that fall apart in this episode. So it was kind of setting everything up and it may have been, it may end up being in support of Doug more than it was in support of Ren. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's occurred to me. So, uh, yeah. So what did you think? Obviously you don't have the survivor background, but you know, compared to other reality shows, what did you think of the edit? Yeah. Usually I talk about the edit and, and say things like, you know, yeah, pay attention. Who's, who's getting screen time? Who are they paying attention to most? Oh, that's because that person's going to go far. But actually, in this case, maybe they just want to pull the rug out from us sometimes. And actually, mm -hmm. they're deliberately almost tricking us. Like They're, yes. they're making us... And it, it makes sense, I guess, to sort of emotionally pull you in. They, they want you to invest in a player... Mm -hmm feel like you know them really well because then when they get voted out you care more about it right so right it would be too obvious if everyone being voted out was someone you you knew very little about so i guess yeah. they, they have to make you care about people who are not making it all the way to yeah yeah i can definitely say some of the players voted out earlier there wasn't enough time to really make much of a connection and it's similar in you know the traders uh, the traders canada you know a couple of the people who left there early it was like who you know we yeah. saw them for five minutes yeah. um and then you hear from some of the other players about how great they were and it's like well okay but we didn't get to see that unfortunately so all right there are, well there are people still in so this survivor uk mm -hmm. that i feel like i don't know at all um it's hannah who comes to mind yeah in one of these episodes i thought oh i kind of forgot you were there and i mm -hmm. don't feel like i know anything about you i feel like most most of the rest of them i i know who they are now i know their names but hannah just stood out to me yeah here as yeah i just i feel like I, she hasn't had much screen time yeah and i mean that happens i mean it happened you know, very famously for those people who watched the Traders Canada, uh, Erica, who was out right away in the Traders Canada, she won Survivor 41. And she may have gotten more screen time in the Traders Canada, even just being there one day, uh, because she was well hidden by the edit, very well hidden by the edit, because the moves she was making were not the, you know, big flashy moves. And her tribe didn't lose immunity in the early going. So they never had to go to tribal council. So they didn't get focused on. And, yeah. you know, it was to the point that I mentioned this before. I, when I did my podcast uh, previewing the finale and she was in the final five or six or whatever, I said, well, here's how each of these people can win, except Erica, she can't win. <laughs> And of course, she and won. Lo and behold, <laughs> yes, yes. So sometimes, yeah, it just it depends on the person. You know, they they work somewhat with what they have. 
so uh, to wrap things up here, how have your favorites or unfavorites uh, changed, if at all? I still think Doug is a major player, and if mm -hmm. he's not going to win, he's making it very far. Although, yeah, maybe a couple of things he did in this these two episodes have sort of undermined his mm -hmm. his place a little bit. I, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to play out. Um, I I also feel like I. I'm sort of warming to Jess, and Jess seems like quite an unlikely survivor player. Mm -hmm. That she, they're, they're very much pitching her as um, quite sort of lighthearted and frivolous, and she's just here having a good time. But she's she's getting an awful lot of screen time. I think it. I, I feel like she's important somehow. I feel like she's probably going to go far, and she did really well in the. I mean, she, yeah, she her. Yeah, I know she was the the first out in the challenge, but I think she probably really impressed everybody else. I think that will go in her favor, and they'll be quite impressed by her. Uh, I, I, she didn't give up as early as I thought she would, so that sort of made me think, oh, she's um, more than more yeah. than she seemed to be. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the the stuff that Tanuke was saying about her about how you know she's you know easily malleable and she'll vote however i tell her that's not something you usually hear about a winner um so i you know i think she probably does stick around for a while she might even make it to the end as uh you know a goat you know like oh bring her along she'll never get any votes because people <laughs> know she doesn't do anything um we'll have to see we'll have to see on her um, you know, obviously, you know, one of my favorites was Ren, so they're off the list now. Um, uh, not as being a favorite, just I you know, can't root for them anymore. Yeah. Um, I was happy that we saw less of Lee, and what we did see of him <laughs> wasn't his usual manly man type of thing. Um, you know, going back to Doug, what you mentioned, yeah, I, I, there were two things I didn't like that he did, so we'll have to see if those come back to bite him. Yeah. All right. Any final thoughts? Um, no. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm in. You're I'm good. like, I'm invested. I want, I, okay, good. I want to know what's going to happen. Yeah. Good. I'm along for the ride. Yes. All right. Well, anyone who wants to uh, reach out and let me know what you think, I'm all over social media and reality TV podcasting. I just finished my final podcast of the U.S. Big Brother season discussing why the winner won and everybody else lost. But I'm still going with Survivor, U.S. Survivor on the Rob Has a Podcast Network with the name of the show being Why Blank Lost. And of course, I'm podcasting the Traders Canada right here. So make sure you subscribe to get all of that. You can find my various accounts through my link tree at linktree slash David Bloomberg with a dot before the EE and Linktree. Or you can find me on most text-based social media like Twitter and Blue Sky is at David Bloomberg. And on the video platforms, TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram is at David Bloomberg TV, which I did mention earlier. Uh, I post generally three or four reality TV short videos on those sites every day. Uh, I mentioned I will be doing, you know, I'll have the two why blank lost minis for the people who we said goodbye to here. You got a little taste for it already, especially for Ren, but I'll condense it down into a specific video. And also I'm posting on 
you know, clips uh, and thoughts on U.S. Survivor, some still some U.S. Big Brothers, you know, uh, straggling in. And of course, the Traders Canada. So and, you know, some others on uh, UK, uh, UK survivors. So all sorts of stuff you can find there. And we've referenced the traitors uh, a few times this episode, and that's because this podcast is generally devoted to the traitors. So if you want to keep up uh, with information about that show, you could follow on Instagram at the Tradar Podcast or on X or Twitter, whatever you choose to call it, at the Tradar Pod. You could also email the Tradar Podcast at gmail.com. And finally, a little bit of a shout out here and a thank you to Sarah P. Uh, Sarah sent in a donation to the coffee.com page for the podcast, which was fantastic. So that helps me with all the various costs involved uh, in putting the podcast out there. Uh, so uh, thank you very much, Sarah. And if you feel like joining Sarah uh, mm. and, and contributing a little something, you could visit at coffee.com. That's ko-fi.com slash Matthew Keeley, and that address is in the episode description as well. Yes. Yes. Well, we will be back here together in a week, uh, and I will be back in a day or two to talk about the Traders Canada. So we will see you soon. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.